Demons by these people can be summoned to possess someone, harm them. Uh, the planchet of, of writing uh, was also a, a, a means of necromancy. He was hid under a massive table in that cubbyhole, holding a knife. Oh, wow. I ran for my life. Oh, I did. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the 4J Show, where the crazy meets reality. You're here with me today, Colin, along with me as the other three co-hosts. Hi, it's Becca. Hello, it's me, Matt. And it's me, Ragnar. The Rotten. Let's not forget. You got wait, no, name. wait, I didn't realise I had to be coming in with <laughs> Raggy the Rotten. Not, you know. Well, <sighs> I mean, you can okay. come in as anything you want, but, you know. He's only saying this now, right, because I've just changed my name on Discord and on Twitch. And it's now been officially just updated on the website. Oh, my God. <laughs> self-promotion. Oh, wait, guys. Yeah. It's a, it's a start of episode and it's self-promotion already. Well, if you want, we can actually, like, we know, we've start got again. We've got to get You've already it. fucked up once. Really? Yeah. Not again. We've got to get ourselves out there. That's fine. Got to get your names out. Becca, I hope you got your brain in this time, because the last time you were a bit uh, left, right, shit, centre. That was two episodes ago, wasn't it? No, it was last episode. No, last episode. About Africa, wasn't it? Okay, yeah. don't remind us. Africa and the Romans. Africa, yeah. We're hitting the, the normal normal that we do every season, and it's the paranormal. And this time, we are going to be looking at the paranormal side of things. So, guys, we're, we're hitting it again. We're hitting the um, paranormal again. And this time we're going to be looking at the demonology side of it. Anything to do with demonology, um, i.e. Ouija boards, witches, you know, uh, summoning a demon even, um, possession. So oh, we're going to be talking about summoning the devil himself or, you know, the, the gates of hell or like the, the, the seals and this, that and the other. Well, we could, but you're going a bit too supernatural, aren't you? I mean... Well, there's people it. out there that think supernatural is real. The paranormal is basically like you kind of mixture of supernatural, you know, ghosties yeah. and stuff like that. Really, think about well, it. Well, it is. Uh, can, can, before we continue this episode, can we actually mm-hmm. just turn on and say, Matt, welcome to an actual paranormal episode? I know. <laughs> You've missed Ooh. the other two. <laughs> so, guys, if Matt goes off, it's because there's a ghost that just doesn't like him doing these episodes. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so, basically, he has a quick a quick uh, segment of what demonology really is. So, it's a non-specific study of demons or beliefs about demons and the hierarchy of demons, which uh, non-humans, separable souls, or disconnected spirits, which have never inhabited a body. So, basically, what it's saying is that the things that go bump in the night. do 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 and I'm sorry about the cat there. She's a bitch. <laughs> well, it, didn't sound like, it didn't even sound like a cat. It just sounded like, you know, you're scraping your nails on a chalkboard. Hard it. <laughs> the, the paranormal effect there, you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. you got to have the old scratch. So we'll get into this episode because we are a bit too far behind. Like, we've, we've prattled on a bit and people will be getting bored and they're probably turning off now thinking, God, this is such a paranormal ex- episode, isn't it? But, um, exactly. So I want to start off. I've had an experience when it's come near, I would say, a demon, demon close. And it was with you, Raggy. And but believe right. Becca was there as well, actually. Oh, can't See, remember. We've done, we've, done, we've done a number of paranormal stuff together, you know what I mean? But, like, watch, which one are you actually talking about? Well, we were in your flat and we decided for the first time ever, and it was my first time, to do the Ouija board. Oh, yeah, I remember that now. Yeah. And oh, is that the one that decided to turn around and say that I wanted to kill a certain person? Yeah. Yeah. So, basically, it was, we all did it for the first time. We, we went on, and it was quite slow. We got silly messages coming through. Um, bearing in mind, you know, a couple of people were drinking, which is a big no-no. It yep. wasn't me. Um, yeah, <sighs> well, I beg the differ. And <laughs> <laughs> we, we got... We didn't get much the first time. It was dead slow. So we went on a second time. Again, it was quite so slow. Becca got a personal message this time. Um, 
And we decided on the third one that we would go on and mess about. A friend at the time put on a, I do recall, the Exorcist theme tune, didn't he? And he says, let's stir up the dead. And well, uh, it, it, it was it the Exorcist. It was, was. It, it was the Exorcist. Well, it had the picture of the Exorcist on the screen, and we all looked at him. And was like, "Oh, dude, how way?" You know. Um, and I remember after that, the board went quite crazy, didn't it? Yeah. It started flying at different corners of the board. It was trying to count backwards. It was constantly saying "death" over and over again. Oh, friend. We were a bit, well, I know I was a bit freaked out. Becca seemed a bit freaked out and and so did Rags to the point where I think Rags, you were saying you, you just wanted to stop. Well, um, I wanted to stop because it was like, what's going on? But then it turned yeah. out that like, I thought Becca was pushing it. Becca thought it was me that was pushing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and that, I mean, at the end of the day, that's not something uh, unnatural. You do get people who take the mic, you know, so sometimes you do question it. But it was definitely moving on its own. <laughs> I, I had my hand on it and I could feel it was getting dragged rather than pushed. Um, and he decided to turn around and, and, and give this Ouija board spirit a bit of uh, attitude, didn't he? And he got told it was going to kill him and to watch his back. Um, it even spelled his name out for him. So we had quite a freaky experience that night. Yes. But what he's not telling you is that that board stayed with me for about, like, three or four years. <laughs> it did, I. It did. And and where's it now? Where's it now, uh, Colin? It is. I don't know. I know where it is. Where is it? We've got it. In the back In the back of your car. That's not the same board. It is. It is. It's the same board. No way. Aye, uh, it's the one yeah, we, it we had. <laughs> it's the same board that, I've had, that I had at that point. I bought it because it looked cool and stuff. Now, we decided we we're going to do it. I put it back in its box, taped the box back up, put it in like about three or four bin bags. Because the tape's still on the box? And, ta- and taped it up and that, right? And then uh, like a few years later, you said you wanted to defy your paranormal experiences at other people's houses. Yeah. And it's in the back of your car now. Well, to be fair, I've, I've noticed since using it, that board is pretty dead. Um, nothing really comes through on it. Um, and yeah, so that's what makes me think it wasn't demon because it <laughs> was just, you'd imagine would stick to the board, wouldn't you? Like glue. It's just battery powered. Yeah, yeah pretty much. I'm, and, I'm the battery every time I use it. I'm the one that always seems to be drained. Airwaves. Well, no, I'm not the only one that's used the board here, rags or better. Matt, you've actually used one, and this is a story you've wanted to tell since season one, episode one. Yeah, it is actually. <laughs> well, it wasn't actually a proper Ouija board. We we kind of made our own. Hmm. As you said earlier, you was drinking in your time. We was drinking, and we was just we thought it was a joke. You know, we just sat there laughing. We all had our po- our fingers pointed downwards, so then like you would know if one of us was pushing it. Yeah. So we knew that not not one. That I think there's about four or five of us, and then uh, it got the glass just flew off the table. Ooh. It was really creepy, and we just we just laughed it off because you know we're drunk. We just thought yeah. it was a big joke, and then it got do? more it got more serious. Um, mm-hmm. my friend broke out into tears. He he doesn't cry, he never does, and then he just sobbed his heart out and just. I was like, "What's wrong?" And he was like, "He saw in the gap of the door, he said there was a demon," Ooh. and I was just yeah, like, "Okay," and then all of a sudden he changed. He st- he completely stopped crying. He was just a completely different person, and it, it it was like the demon had possessed him. Yeah. Um. We <laughs> there was girls there, you know. They were all freaking out because he was uh-huh. acting really weird, and we were all in his room. And then he he freaked out. Right. So I sat on top of him to try and pin him down, and he was stronger than me. And he was he's tiny. He's like oh, yeah. five foot six, and he was pushing me off him. And then all the other people are locked in the bathroom through the kitchen. Freaking out, screaming, shouting my name, like, Matt, where are you? And stuff like that. And I'm just like, it didn't really scare me because a lot of things don't really scare me, to be honest. Yeah. I don't, really, I don't really believe it, to be honest. But after that, when I left him, I locked I locked his door. So he was locked in. Mm. And then I went towards the bathroom where the, everyone else was. They dragged me in there. They're sobbing, they're crying. And then one of them was like, we're going to have to call the police. So we called the police. The police arrived. And he was stood there behind them, pale face, no emotion, no feeling. And it was like he wanted to kill us, and it, 
it was so creepy <laughs> it really wow. was and i was so panicked and everyone else was like we need to go home and i was like obviously i'm not leaving my friend if he is possessed i'll just stay with him which nah, is fuck that if a friend of mine was actually possessed <laughs> i'd leave them <laughs> well it, it was a bit of a wrong move for me because after that i looked around the house we lived in a an eight bedroom house we like shared a room like it was a shared house and we all knew each other so mm. um i went into the kitchen didn't know where he was he was under the table because i was like this you know an old fireplace you've got like the hole in the wall still yeah yeah he was hid under a massive table in that cubby hole holding a knife oh wow i ran for my life oh i did i'll be like how we are I mean, it, it's it's bad enough the fact that you did the board and your friend like sort of went all off the rails and that and possible like possession and like that point, right? But in a eight be- uh, eight room house, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, you could have played hide and seek, and then of all places, it was under a table in the cupboard. Yeah, but it wasn't a cupboard; it was open, but you couldn't see it because the the table was so big. Mm. So but- you you did hit something really think it there and it's the possibility of possession because there's such a fine line these days between well possession and mental illness isn't there because yeah. a lot of people would just say that someone who acts possessed is just mentally ill and that there's no such thing as possession um but i have i mean looking at facts just today realized that america still takes possession quite serious yeah, they do, yeah. You know, and I've got a few uh, facts to, to chuck at that uh, during this episode, but Be- they do. I was just about to say, before you actually do those facts, can I throw in a couple of uh, later stories? Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll be, be coming back to that. <laughs> we'll be coming back to that later. There's plenty of time. I'm waiting for it. Three hours later. Yeah, I was just about to say, there's, 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 there's not going to be like three hour later uh, stories, I trust us. No. No, I'm sure there will um, be, but... What was the earliest that you actually did the like the Ouija board in general? Like, how old were you when you did the, the Ouija board? When I was, I was at like yours. nineteen. So nineteen for uh, Matt. How old uh, were you at that point, Becca? Probably well, about nineteen myself. No, you, yeah, so you were 19. twenty because you were twenty when I met you. Um, I was thirty. Thirty-one, thirty-two. So I would have been like twenty odd. No, I was nineteen because I was twenty when I got with you. Colin. You were 20, 21 when you got women. I wasn't. We've been together six years. I'm only 26. Okay, domestic off the podcast. <laughs> 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 now, now, come on. You know, I know Alzheimer's is kicking in on one of Drama. these. But chill. <laughs> it's certainly not me yet. <laughs> not me. It's already me. Right, the earliest for me, right? Nobody actually really, uh, n- nobody even knows this. That actually does know us. But the earliest I did it was about uh, 11 12-year-old. That's a bit young. I know. Why we, you know, you see horror movies and you think, oh, there's nothing wrong with it, let's do it, and that. And we, um, when we were kids, um, my sister's mum's side of the family lived pretty close to us. Some of them lived across the road from us. One, one lived next door to, uh, to us. And we lived in this, uh, like on this street. Where mm. our house was, next door there was a church. Literally, the house was right up against it, you know, like as if it was built onto the church. Yeah. Right? Next door to us was obviously the cousins, uh, like their cousins living in that that house. And it was a three-story house. So you had your sitting room, your dining room, and your kitchen downstairs. Although downstairs, I felt, uh, felt like there was two dining rooms. Mm-hmm. Um, Upstairs was the toilet, the bathroom, and three uh, one, two, three. Yeah, three bedrooms. And then on the top floor was two bedrooms, which obviously was in the attic. When you get up into the attic, there's um, you've got the bedroom to your left. And then you've got yeah. the bedroom next to that. But it was like an open space. And there were um, on the, the right-hand side, there was this wall, right, with a big plank of wood. You know when you break your like a break a window and they come out and they put that big uh, plank of wood over it until you actually get it fixed. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was like that kind of uh, plywood up on against it, like in the shape of a door. Screws uh, in the walls, nothing had been touched, anything like that. We decided we we're going to do the Ouija board uh, like in that area there. 
like just sitting playing around where it was all handmade alphabet and all that sort of stuff you know like like paper with like a glass from downstairs and we all did it just joking around having a laugh and carry on playing around not thinking anything of it we went to bed that night right and we were uh, i was woken up at about three four in the morning at least with banging now in my bedroom it was sloped because obviously it was in the attic it was sloped the window uh, was closed but when i woke up the window was open by about like three four inches mm-hmm. and we had um there was a slight wall that goes down and there was a cupboard that led in to behind the bedroom wow. so you could you could go in one like go off to your right hand side when you went in there and it would lead you into the next uh, uh doorway which was into the bedroom next door and you could do that and we walk uh, i went to go downstairs to the toilet not thinking anything of it you know but just hearing a bang thought it was my sisters because they were in the next room and as I woke up and put the light uh, the light on to go to the toilet, I'd seen footprints leading up the uh, the slope of the roof onto the ceiling around the cir- uh, the circle uh, sorry um, the circle around the light leading to the entrance of the door and then out into the hallway. And it went all across the top of the uh, the ro- uh, the ceiling and then down where the door was. It was weird as hell. A couple of days later, after thinking about it, my dad just thought it was actually us messing about using our trainers. I mean, how can we reach the like the, the ceiling? I have no idea. I mean, we weren't clever enough to actually get our trainers and put them on sticks and start planting them on the ceiling, you know. But like a couple of days later, we actually um came came back messing about playing in the bedrooms and that and like on that night time as well again. We actually heard a loud thud. The plank of wood that was there, screwed and nailed in. You know, it was like screwed in the top corners, but it was also the nail guns, uh, like nails or hammered into the, the walls, like the door frame and that. They'd actually been taken out and the door, uh, the, uh, the wooden frame had actually slammed against the, uh, the, the door between, uh, the, sorry, the wall between our doors, like the, both bedroom doors. We actually came out into the hallway and the doorway was actually open leading into next door where like our cousins lived. But how did they get the door open when the screws didn't give any indication that they'd been forced out? Mm, It was as if they'd been carefully being unscrewed and then just the board just slammed against the uh, the wall between the two door frames. Wow. That is an experience in a home. Scary yeah. as hell. But living in a three-story house, though, you know, hearing groans and stuff like that, yes, people put it down to, oh, it's just the house. It's just, you know, the pipes warming up on a nighttime or cooling down and the floorboards are like, creaking and groaning and stuff. But it was like a fairly new house. Looking at it, it wouldn't look it, but the interior on the inside was actually all new. Well, the thing is, though, was that demon or was that spirit? And that's the one thing that I don't think you'll ever know, will you? Really? No. But I the, mean, nothing physically happened with us. I mean, just a few banging around and stuff. There is a very, very famous demon that comes from the Ouija board, isn't it? That uh, Zozo. Yeah, Zozo, which goes by many names. Um, let's see where where's his names? Yeah, so you can go by Zozo, Zaza, Mama. Oz, Zo, Za, and Abacus. Why Abacus? Abacus, isn't that like... Isn't there a film with something that called in it? Sorry? Isn't there a film with that name in it? You, well, yeah, because it's one of the names that's associated to Zozo, but the believers of Zozo, because he's known for a lot of cursing, threatening the contactees, sometimes he'll do it personally... And he's, although he's wrangled to the Ouija board, there is believers that even just saying his name is enough to bring him from the depths of hell. I'll do it. Go on then. And let me know if something happens. (laughs) 
<laughs> I would I would never. I mean, it, it, if Zozo's actually listening to this right now, please do not possess my PC. Honestly. Yeah, oh my. Yeah, but this is the thing. Reading through his legend, nothing ever says much about the possession, but rather the tricks he plays. Because he's known me. as the tricks, trickster. Um, I mean, has I know I've never met Zozo. I mean, it has went between Z-O-Z-O a couple of times, but stopped. Uh, any use when you've done Ouija boards getting that? Yeah. No. No, not really. Because not it, that I can it, think of. Is Zozo not just one of them things that was that came through on someone's Ouija board? They've taken a reaction to it, and now everyone gets it subconsciously moving between Z-O-Z-O. Hmm. No. Because that is the one thing you've got to ask yourself with a Ouija board, is subconsciously are you moving it? And yeah, you can do everything like like you says, Matt, finger pointing straight down so you'd you'd be aware. But a lot of people just put their hands flat and fingers on it. And it's well known that the subconscious can play a part in that. Yeah, but as if your finger are pointing downwards, you can't actually Yeah, move yeah, well that's what I've said. If it's pointing down, it's totally different because you'd yeah. see the hand wanting to move. But normally when I do it with people, it's hand flat on the table. Which I've never, ever, ever thought about putting a hand straight down. It's actually a good idea. I'll try that next time. It, um, makes, it makes sense, though, if you think about it. Mm-hmm. Well, you it does. I mean? But because the thing is, subconsciously, so minds can do a hell of a lot, can't it? And and that's the thing. You want to take out that element of subconscious and focus on it being spiritual. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot more spiritual stuff and demonology stuff that happens and and... For instance, take on witches and warlocks who summon them, and Satanists who summon demons to do their wills. You know, it makes sense. If there's a you demon know. that could rob a bank for me, I'm all for it. Well, from, <laughs> from what I understand, from what I understand, and and maybe this comes from the films and the shows that I've watched, demons by these people can be summoned to possess someone, harm them do something to their will. But the problem is, if, you, if it's done wrong, the backlash to that is the demon will come for, for them. And if you bargain with them, well, your soul's gone, basically, you know. Um, yeah. And obviously, we're not going to spells, just in case it was real. <laughs> and some, some fool decides to try it. Um, what, there's a spell? Oh, there's, there's a few spells, actually, yeah. There's a few spells of some specific uh, oh, nice! I need these demons. in my life. Yeah, uh, uh, something to control them. There's warnings, obviously, saying uh, you know if you do it wrong or you lose control, you're going to be. Where's the website? <laughs> I'll pass it over. Yeah, I don't really want to say it. <laughs> but um, like anything, though, these things aren't proven. You know, like we say that before, it's a non-scientific one. A way, a scientific um experiment you're doing uh, yeah. so although I do question the Ouija boards I would never generally sit there and say to anyone go out and try a Ouija board you know on the basis that it is real and then they come back to me and say oh by the way Zozo's haunting us for the rest of my life well I'd be like that sounds like a you problem it is a you problem isn't it <laughs> <laughs> I mean there's different versions of the Ouija board isn't there there's loads because and because the Ouija board that we know to present day was actually created by a, a specific person. Yeah. So from what I actually read up earlier on, right, there was a businessman called Elijah Bond, right. Mm. He had the idea of actually having a planchette and a, uh, a, a to be sold with a board with alf- alphabets printed on it. Now that was actually. Um, it, said that they could actually use it to obviously talk to like people on the board and this was actually uh, i think it was made official around about uh the 80, 1890 yes when he did that um but before it was actually called a ouija board it was actually called automatic writing oh um, god that sounds so much better now doesn't it <laughs> well, it was actually um, it was first mentioned as uh, automatic uh, writing. The method of using the Ouija board was founded in uh, China around mm-hmm. ele- uh, eleven hundred AD. Yeah, um, it was actually 
in historical documents of the Song Dynasty. The method yeah. was known as Fuji, a plant, uh, a planchette writing. Uh, the planchette of, of writing uh, was also a, a, a means of necromancy um, and uh, for communing with like the spirit world and all that sort of stuff. Um, but also known uh, for like special rituals of like supervisions and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but then it became forbidden uh, later on down the line uh, during the Quinn dynasty. So I don't know how long after that period of time that we actually well, became the board. I can follow on from there because I've got that actual bit of information. So the Ouija, or Ouija, depending on how you want to refer to it, the wonderful token board a game, it became a cult staple when it hit the shelves in 1891 for $1.50. Oh, God, it's well expensive now. Yeah. I mean, you're talking £20, £30. Um, and they believed, obviously, that was a direct path to the ancestors, but also intriguing and escape as Friday night fun, um, where they'd gather with friends and families like you do now, rush and ask questions, and then the, the wooden planchette jumps around to provide outly wordly answers. Um, from there, the Ouija board began to appear in sketches of major newspapers, and from that... The the it grew in popularity during the Great Depression, which I believe was in nineteen thirties, um, and that's where it really started to pick up from. So mm. after what you've just said, that's where from what this says is where eighteen ninety one was where it started to really pick traction. People started to do more modern day uh, Ouija boards. Yeah. Um. But the end of the day. It's it's one of them board things where you just don't know what you're getting when you when you go on. You know? I'll do it again. And, well, I'll do it again. You know, I, I love that stuff. Yeah. Uh, the, the reason why you would do it again for Connors is because you are actually a thrill seeker. You're an well, adrenaline junkie when it comes to that sort of thing. I, I, I love it. It's like I said in episode one is I get the, the kick out of it, yeah. Yeah, you know, okay. I, I, I suppose if an ashtray flew across the room at us, I wouldn't be so happy. <laughs> I'd be but... You know, um, I do, I get the kick out of it. And I've experienced so much to even think anywhere along the lines of, of it being, um, of it being Demonic. fake, you know? Yeah. Um, there is a couple of times where we've had stuff and thought, oh, it's demonic. But to be fair, there's very distinct things for demonic hauntings, which we yeah. just simply haven't had. Now, the only time I've ever had that experience was at a house that I lived with me nana back in South Shields. Um, and this house, it had the banging, it had things moving unexplainably. You would get doors just opening all the time, opening and shutting, opening and shutting. Uh, you know, we had running up the stairs. But the most important one was, whatever it was, could take the form of people you knew. It could distort your photos, um, you know. So it was doing a lot more than what you would expect from a standard spirit. But even then, I still question if that was demonic. Maybe a a, a vicious spirit, a spirit that meant harm. But if you look at a a picture long enough, anyway, doesn't it distort uh, the like, the image itself? Well, this image we're talking about um, was a cousin who took a picture of herself, just a selfie, a normal picture. And when she she went downstairs and says, me nana, look, nana, now bearing in mind me nana knew this house had hauntings going on and she never was told about this. She come down and she showed me nana the picture and the picture was literally on, you couldn't distinguish any of her features. Um, and as me nana described it, she says it was like looking at the devil. The way the picture had been distorted, it was like you could see the devil staring back at you. And she she freaked out at it that she told me cousin to basically get rid of that picture. Don't ever keep that on your phone. Um, there was one night me nana was downstairs um, and my cousin was upstairs. And she was 
waiting for a phone call from a partner who works overseas. Um, and me, me nana got a phone call of her friend and she was on the phone. Me nana says, it came downstairs, walked in the sit room, looked at me nana. And me nana gave her a wave and says, I'll be two minutes. I know you're waiting for a call, sweetheart. Um, and which she just turned around and walked out. Um, me nana finished on the phone. She shouted upstairs, I'm finished on the phone now. Uh, you, you can speak, no worries. Away, my cousin came downstairs and she says, oh, it, it's all right, couldn't call tonight. She says, oh, well, just where you're coming downstairs and walking in. Um, and my cousin looked at her and says, no, no, I've never been downstairs all night. Mm-hmm. So, a good good few spooky things happened in that in that place, and, and which I thought, and have thought, well, was that demonic? You mm. know? Yeah. But, that is... you just, you kind of prove it. Right, there's a fine line between it, like you said earlier on. You touched on it, you know. There's a fine line between like a, a demonic or like a, like spirit and stuff like that compared yeah. to like mental health. You know and what it's, I mean? It's not that, and that's the thing. This is where we're going to get to with the the thingy. So I quickly just run over this. Um, the stats, as it stands, is the official exorcists for in Indianapolis. I think I'm saying that right. Is seventeen hundred requests so far, and that was in twenty eighteen. And there's one girl that gives an account um, where she would lose consciousness, her ego would disappear, and she'd withdraw, and make way for a fresh spirit or a fresh demon. Um, now the mind had been taken by obsession of the organism. Um, the nerves and muscles would tighten, the throat would tighten. Uh, that speak with um, languages that they didn't didn't quite understand, um, mm. or they never knew prior to having it, um, and it also left them paralysed in ways. But in in terms of of that description, there you could say epileptic. Yeah, that's you know? true. Yeah, so there's so many things that medically can be wrong. You know, well, they need wiped out. Now, Father Vincent, Vincent Lambert, who is an official exorcist um, in that area, it said in October that he had received 1,700 phone calls, emails, requests for exorcisms. And it's by far the most he's ever gotten in one year. Um, and uh, Father Gary Thomas is a priest who's in training as an exorcism in Rome. And he was document documented in the right from the book that was published in 2009. So it's quite ironic that we've got all these medical um, explanations for things, but we're still today, or the church still today, unofficially, will still look at a, a possession as a possible source. That's because uh, humankind hasn't evolved from believing that... Everything is possessed. Now, I can understand back in them days, so one of them having a, a possession, a, like, oh, you're possessed. You know, if you started fitting on the floor or something like that, it's possessed, it's a devil. I do think that there is an element of possession, and I do believe you can be possessed. But I don't think it's as reg- regular as some people try to make out, you mm. know. I think it's a very easy scape, you know, you go and rob something, oh, I'm possessed. You know, go and c- kill someone, oh, I'm possessed. The reality is, if you're possessed, you ain't going to be able to f- prove it. Yeah, true. Right, it's funny that you say you're not be able to prove it and stuff like that, but there was actually a case in America, there's a documentary based on it, and obviously one of the Conjuring movies is actually based yes. on it. We're supposed to be based on it anyway. And it's called The Devil Made Me Do It. Oh, yeah. Apparently, it was about a guy who had actually done something. Um, I, I don't know the full story. I don't know whether he actually murdered anybody or whether he killed his whole family or what. He murdered someone. Um, but he was walking down the highway and he actually got arrested. He can't remember what actually happened, anything like that. But it was the first time that it was at uh, that uh, demonic possession was actually used in a court of law. Yeah, that's correct. I, re- I remember reading about that. Well, not at the time, but. 
I mean, I should have done a bit more research and stuff like that. I could have well, gotten Lindsay to give us a load, a film, load on Colin? this. You've, you've hit it. Sorry? You've watched the film? Yeah, yeah, I've watched the film, but you only take films so far to the actual story. Um, and to be fair, yeah, there's loads of research about it, but you hit the nail on the head. So we went to court, and basically the court in the end uh, decided that they wouldn't go through with that prosecution. Um, and I'm sure... He, pleaded guilty to manslaughter in the end. He did. And got so many years. Um, but the thing is, you do ask yourself, this is what you ask yourself at that time. Is this man using this? Because the ch- there was a child being possessed and exercised by the warrants at the time. And he asked the demon to possess him, to take him and leave the child be. Did he do this? And then think, hold on, if I say I was possessed and I can't remember, you know, or was he generally possessed? Mm. But the argument could be whether he was possessed or that he just wasn't actually mentally all there. But then again, though, there'll be loads of arguments out there to this day. You know, I mean, still now, you know, people with mental health problems, you know, like multiple mm-hmm. personality disorders and stuff like that, or, or they've just got personality problems, you know, or then people yeah. are be looking at it on another side saying, well, they could actually be de- uh, possessed by multiple demons or well, like, ghosts or whatever, yeah, you know what I mean? I mean like, so there's a, that's what I mean. There's a fine line between the, whether it's true or not. We well, don't visit, We don't know ourselves because... We haven't researched enough into it, and it's well, it's not our full time job, you know what I mean? Yeah, but that's but, that's the thing, and that's the beauty of it, isn't it? We don't know, and to be fair, I don't ever think we will know as humans until we die. Yeah, <laughs> be one of those ones, you know, you'll die. Like in my case, I'll die in that, and then some guy will walk up to him and he says, "Oh, do you remember when you lived in that house? Yeah, that was me doing handstands across your ceiling." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was just saying, "Oh, thanks for that." You know, did you open the door as well? Oh, say, no, that's my bit of my friend Timmy. You know, what I mean, we got we seen his CV. And we thought we'll throw that in there as well. <laughs> but yeah, Good so possession is a is a weird one. Um. And, it, you know, it's, I think it is something that would have been more focused around back in medieval times where they didn't have descriptions for this, that, and the other, that devil's doing it. And, you know, and they didn't know mm. what was happening to the person. Um, so I understand, obviously, anyone that sits there and says, well, no, possession isn't real. It's generally not real. Um Yeah. But, you know, there's got to be idiots like me and you and that who well, believe possession actually exists. From my experience over the years, right, I believe there is actually something, you know, whether it's actually the spirits from another realm trying to actually contact us or just to fuck about with us. I believe there's mm. something there because just from my experiences, you know. Um, but I'd like to hear what Becca thinks because we haven't really heard yeah, anything from heard her much. today. <laughs> I mean, not much from me, Matt neither. So get them to. Yeah, speak I was just about to say, yeah. You know what? What do you think? You know what? What's your insights on all this? Do you believe in this, or do you think it's just made up, or what? And go. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was going to go first. No, you can go first. No, ladies first. No, no, I see. Fine, you can go first. first. I'm not arguing with you. You're Just first. do it. I don't know. <laughs> is, is, is this how we're going to uh, like, uh, finish off the episode? No, you, no, you, no, you, yeah, no, you. Well, I personally believe in the paranormal. Mm. I think I've witnessed it by that night that I've explained. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, seeing a person completely bubbly and happy all of a sudden and completely grey on the face and just motionless, you know. Mm-hmm. I think he was possessed. So, yeah. Yeah. See, that's it. Um, personal experiences, isn't it? Lola? Yeah. If you've had a exactly. personal experience, you're going to believe it. Becca. What? Come on. I don't know. What's your thoughts on this? I don't know. I, say, I, I think it's... Sometimes you do want to believe it, don't you? And then sometimes you you have that Skeptical. one... I You have that one bad experience and you think, well, what was it all put on? Do you know what I mean? Mm. Well, what about that experience you had when uh, me, you, Colin, and 
the unnamed friend uh, did mm. it. I mean, if something was mentioned on that board that not one of us actually even knew. Yeah. That, yeah. you know what I mean? That I hate, that's why I don't think I would have went back on a Ouija board. Like, I think I do at the odd time, but because of that night, I fully thought I ain't fucking with them anymore. Yeah. But I mean, that was, like Rag says, you got a very personal message mm-hmm. and it was something that was said that none of us knew about. Nah, it was, um, so, it was only between me and my nana. It was something yeah, that we so, all always say together. And we did know your nana had died and passed away, but we didn't know much more apart from that it was sadly concerned and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, so what came through was quite... Uh, personal. Was quite personal and close. And then it was after that we got... Well, not after that, but the next time we went on, we got the demon or demon type. Wait, it was it was actually in the the same night. It was actually like later yeah, it was, on that it night. Was, it was the yeah. same night, but we would come off, have a break, and then we went back on. Then we yeah, would just yeah, thought, yeah, yeah we'll yeah. do it one more time, one more time. And I, I think it was the last time we did it in the confirm. I thought, no, nah, I thought we should. I'm off. Yeah, I still blame uh, the I do, yeah, so called friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Putting an exorcist song on, you know. Oh, hundred percent. That didn't really help the situation. <laughs> So, <laughs> I think it stirred the situation up. But the end of the day, the, we've talked a lot about the possession. We've talked a lot about Ouija boards and our beliefs. But there's also the Satanism side of it. And Satanic. Just, yeah. The, the worship of the devil. The pole. Well, I've, I've got to be on Lucy's side, yeah, you know what I mean? Lucifer, right? I've got to be on his side, yeah, right? I think he'd be rather pissed off, you know, having a load of worshippers coming up to him thinking that he's half goat, half man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, believe it I think not... I, I think he's just a chilled rocker sitting down there, like, playing guitar on his, uh, on his chair. Well, this is the thing. There's <laughs> actually an article, and I'll, I'll pop this up because I'm just going to briefly go over it for people to be able to read, because I think it's really interesting. He's an ex-devil worshipper, and he first got into Satanism when he was actually 15 years old. Um, His parents were committed Christians who would take him and and his sister to church. Um, Now, he started hanging out at a local skate park uh, in London with where he got into death metal, he got into alcohol, drugs, he lost his virginity at 12, don't know why anyone has to know that, but he's told in the article. And he he had to make a choice between hanging with his friends, which he saw as the real world, or listening to Bible stories with his his parents. Um, So at this time, he took on a full emo uh, look. Um, And one night, he found a... The satanic Bible at his friend's house, um, which apparently had sold over a million copies at that point in 1969. Nice. So it had made quite a few sales. Uh, he was unhappy in his relationship with his girlfriend. He was arguing with his parents. And he says here that Satanism seemed to acknowledge the pain and anger he was feeling. Um, he had a row with his mom. Uh, he locked himself in the room. Um, he carved the pentagram, the symbol of the Church of Satan, into his arm. And he says, yeah, there was a lot of blood, but he did, it didn't deter him. He wanted to permanently scar his body. Um, he says, yeah, that Satanism was about, Satanism was about loving yourself at, at, expense, at people's expense uh, in a philosoph- philosophical sense. Um, and he says, by doing devil worship me, worshiping, Satanists believe in doing everything in the power to get what they want out of life in desires such as sex, food, and booze is encouraged. And it breeds a lot of selfishness in you. Um, now he says here that he was doing a lot of self-harming, rebelling, drinking drugs, um, and Satanism gripped them. And it became his life. Uh, he drew pentagrams on everything, school books, body. Uh, his friends and his girlfriends were freaked out. Thought he had went too far. He was cutting himself, but that's stuff he had done in the past anyway, he says, when relationships got rocky. And one night, and this is the iconic thing, just what you're saying here. One night he dreamt that Satan was standing at the end of his bed. 
And Satan was well-dressed and well-spoken, like a character from Sherlock Holmes film. And he stood there and says, you're going to finish your exams and die. So he in his head was like, oh shit, this is bad. He's going to die before he even gets to give up the triple science. Uh, so he started making deals with Satan. He stole things like bronze from his parents, was honest with girls, that he just wanted to have sex, or he turned people against each other, and he got to live, uh, so he could live. So he was bargaining with Satan, um, and after so long, he was having terrible nightmares, and he was getting quite disturbed by them. Um, and it's at this point he asks, asks himself, is he really having a conversation with Satan? You know, um, he had lost all relationships because of this. He felt totally isolated. He had no one to turn to accept Satan. Uh, his exams were over. He was still alive. Suddenly it was clear that basically Satan was a liar. You know, the one thing it tells you. Um, and long story short, now, it brought him back to Christianity in the end. And he became a priest because uh, he found that he wanted to, to feel loved and not feel like he was the be all and be, and be all and end all in life and existence. Mm. So Satanism is is quite a powerful tool because I know there's a lot of people out there who actually follow the Satanism rules. You know, yeah, I follow my own rules. Well, yeah, but you <laughs> Wait, know. I have I have a question for you. So mm-hmm. it's obviously regarding the, the Satan scenario, right? If the devil woke up to you. Right, and offered you a ten-year contract or a ten-year deal, anything like that. Would you take it? Yes. No. Yes. <laughs> Definitely not. Right. Okay. Right. So beggars, yes. Matt is yes, which we we know that because Matt's just obviously sadistic and all that sort short, short, short yep. of shit. Anyway, now I mean, he's in his whole like bloodletting and like you know corpse eating and all that sort of stuff, yeah. right? We might as well throw the devilism in that. Uh, sorry, satanicism on top of that, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know what else can we hide? He's going he's going to be flying around on his broomstick and that at Halloween. Oh, I hope. <laughs> Either that or his Hoover. I've got the perfect thing for sorry, him. For, for for Ameri- for Americans, that's vacuum cleaner. Uh, in Becca, obviously, a reason why, just because you gave you a deal. Yeah. Right. Well, I, would, I, I, would, I would think about it, depending on how good the deal was. Doesn't matter. I'm still taking years, it. I, I, I think I probably would. It doesn't matter how <laughs> good or how bad it is. I'm still doing but it. But of all people, but of all people that said no was Colin, the thrill seeker, <laughs> the paranormal chaser, <laughs> the Ouija board, the one that actually wants to piss the ghost shots every now and then. You know, what I mean, in front of everybody just for shits and giggles, and says no to the devil's deal. Really? Right. This is the thing, right? And it's the topsy turvy of it all. So if the devil walked up to you and says you got a ten year deal, you can have anything you want. I'm like, yeah, 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 that's great. I'll take that deal. Then you've got to remember, the devil's real. So is God and everything God promised. So therefore, if I refuse a deal with the devil, I'm doing exactly what the Bible's taught us to do. And I'm in good graces with God at that point. Yeah. Oh, I'm already going to hell anyway. So I was going to say, I'll meet you there, so- Matt. So just because you did that one good deed in refusing the devil, you think that God's going to open his big pearly gates for you? Yeah, he does. Yeah, if you no. read the belly roll, then you'll know exactly no. what, what Colin, I'm about. Colin, your, your life is a world of sin. <laughs> You're going straight to hell. There's a special place for you. <laughs> We're well, all going to hell. I don't know what you mean. Maybe I am. Maybe I'm not. If I'm there, I'm sure I'll meet you all four years. No, it's all right. We're going to be stuck on purgatory because I believe purgatory is earth. When we die, we're stuck on earth, and that's purgatory because it's between heaven and earth. If it's if that's real. Oh, we're going to call it. It works by age. I'll be gone first. If if that's a case, then if that's a case, then right. So we've got heaven and hell, right? For argument's sake, right? We've done enough sin that sends us down to uh, to hell, right? And obviously, you got another person. Let, let's use Timmy for some reason. Timmy's the the, the star <laughs> of the show these days. Oh, he's back. You know, you know, on his CV that he's he's done all sorts of stuff. So he's done enough to actually get him to go into the pearly gates. But what if the God and the devil both looked at those people in turn and said, "Well, I'm not taking him. I'm not going to take that one either." Well, you take him. No, you take him. No, right? Okay. If, until we've decided who's going to take him, we'll just leave him in purgatory on Earth. 
Yeah. So y- right, YouTube- right, okay, right. So make them think that they haven't finished their life cycle, or they're not allowed to move on until they have actually like passed a message on that they want. That that's what we'll do. But with eternity, they're still sitting there arguing about who will take what. So here's one for you. Then you've used the devil coming down as a deal. Turn your what phone if, off. What if God come down, right? And he stands in front of you. He's got you and someone else. And his option is, do I send you to hell? Or do I send him to hell? I'm going. (laughs) I'm going to hell too. I'm going to tell you, me and Matt's going straight away. Yeah, I'm all for it. We're off. See you later. But you can't say that though, right, Colin, right? Because if you turned around and said that oh, the, God, the God came to you and says, right, do I take you to heaven or do I take him to heaven, right? That mm-hmm. there is automatically going to put both of you in a position to sit there and say, right, take him. No, if I say, if I say, because no, 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 you wait one second. Because 90% of people who are good at heart would actually say, me. Yeah. Oh fuck! We're going and if to God's asking you that, if God's asking you that question, you got to remember it's likely a trick question. If you say him, you're going to hell. If you I say you, to say you're that. probably going to heaven. Well, I'm going to yeah, say me. Just... So I can go to hell. Well, no, because people could argue that with you. This is what I'm saying. People could argue with that. If you turn around and say, "Look at it on this side first, then look at the other way." So you just said there. If I said me, right? How does that not make it a god think? Well, you're selfish for thinking of yourself. But then flip it the other way around. If you turn around and said, "Okay, send him to heaven or hell," right? Does that not clear you of all your sins because you've actually put somebody else in front of you? No. no the, this is the thing. You've mixed the question up. The question was, oh, I've said it wrong. The question was, do I send him to hell or you to hell? In which Becca and Matt said, me. Yeah. We would in go that to heaven. instance, God would forgive you, yeah, straight away because you've actually sacrificed yourself to eternal damnation for someone else. Oh, well, if that's oh, the case, yeah, I'm sending uh, the other person so I can go yeah, to hell. Yeah, me too. Oh, yeah. well, yeah, you're both off to hell. <laughs> the, <laughs> I mean, these are, these are theoretics. Theoretics. And you are right about one thing, Rag. There'd be a lot of people that would say him. Yeah, because they wouldn't think at the time, at that space and time, whatever happens, they're not going to think, oh, yeah, this is a trick question. Yeah. Because they're just going to think, what the fuck? God's in front of me. What am I supposed to do? I'd literally... is a human nature. Exactly, but ninety wait ninety nine point nine percent of the world is actually selfish. You know, what I mean, we sit there and mm. say, right, okay, I don't want to die, send him, or depending on how you feel on that day, well, I'm sick of living, send me to hell. Exactly, well, you know, it makes us laugh because you see a lot of people do good deeds, and there is a lot of people. Don't get us wrong here; there is a lot of people that do good deeds for the, the general nature of a good deed. But there's many people who do good deeds for how it will make them um, look to others mm-hmm. yeah or we'll say good things the graphics the it's going to make them sound better <laughs> um now bible terms that turns around says well if that's the case you've had your reward you haven't done anything rightful by heaven because if you do it rightful by heaven you shouldn't brag you should just yeah. accept that you've done right i'm with matt on this one um, i brag well <laughs> so if, if, it's, if it's, that's it's, the case it's, then well, if that's it, the case, and I'm going to look at this, right, as, uh, <laughs> you'll know what I mean when I say this, I'm going to look at this as the good place. That's <laughs> what I, I was saying. Well, this is the thing. The, this is the reality of it. It's, it is selfishness of what people do. I've done it. Everyone yeah. does it. You know, no, you've done something nice, and you're like, oh, I've done something really nice today. I've done this, I've done that. Just I'm to get a pat on the back and good lad, or good girl, or good them. You know, um, there, there, you did good. My, yeah, my basically, we all done it. We all did it to make ourselves feel better, not because that person feels hell. bad. Well, well Matt, from what we've heard from you, you're definitely I've got a one way trip Sorry. to hell. Oh, Matt, me you better take be skipping down those those gates. Oh, <laughs> those hell's hell's gates. Start <laughs> to skip in, Matt. We're just gonna be running, going where home. Yeah, I'm a well, take, a ki- taking over the devil. I'm, t- I'm kicking <laughs> if him off his fucking. If that's the case, then I'm going to be running down the hi- uh, running down the hell, uh, shouting the highway to hell. Yeah. I'm on the highway to hell. <laughs> We're all going to be singing on the way. <laughs> yeah, 
and then I'm going to be coming down the pole. I like that that new song, and I'm going to snap oh, the devil's God. neck, and then I'm taking his place. Yes. Well, I wouldn't mind that because at least I know the devil ain't. No, you're not allowed. Fuck <laughs> you want to go to heaven, so you can go to heaven yeah. and you can go and kick God's ass if you want, and you can take well, the, over. The thing is, this is the thing with religion, it's so questionable. Do you die and go straight to heaven? Do you die, go to sleep, and then no. get taken to heaven? You Do you die and get put into a little hole, you know, until it's time for heaven to come to earth? And so there's loads of questions around it anyway. Um, the end of the day, I believe in life after death. Would I say you go to heaven? I don't know. Never going to question it. I believe that we're going to be stuck in purgatory for the rest of our lives yeah. after we're dead. Yeah. They probably look at us and go, "Not them. They can stay. We're not having them. They're head fuckers." They'll be like parties. What? We wouldn't even have to sleep when we're dead. Exactly. Like, you know, it's going to be parties nonstop. I even like the sound of that. You, you know, you you paint a picture of like death, and it's like it's like a party. Guys, you know, it's meant to be a horrible thing, not like a, that's going. No, it's a it's going to be a massive party. I'm going to go. I don't even care. I'll, I'll be dead in my uh, pajamas because I want to live in exactly. them. Exactly. I'm going to that party and I'll just party for every day. Matt yeah. and me will just party and you can just watch if you want. Exactly. We'll get everyone up out. Everyone down there will get partying. Exactly. Yeah. It's a, but the the thing is, well, what is one person's uh, like ideal of uh, hell is one person's pleasure, you know what I mean? It's going to be yeah, a massive the... party. We'll be doing the conga. So, You's having a massive party would be mine and Colin's hell. <laughs> it's vice versa for heaven as well, because what's one person's heaven is another person's hell anyway. You know, I might want to go to a place where there's loads of trees to hug, and someone else might find that as pure torture. <laughs> tree know. hugger. I swear to God, if, I, if I, I'm in public with you and you start hugging trees, I'm going to say, it's all right, sorry, it's just out for day release. I'm sitting yeah. in the back door, will I'm fine. I'm going to hug a tree just for you. Oh God. oh, God, are you going back? <laughs> Send it <him> back. <laughs> He's going back. <laughs> the whole point of that is that that might be someone's heaven. Great eternal peace. But it might be someone else's hell. Someone else's hell, like right, like user just uh, someone else's heaven could be going into a massive disco, like user just says, and disco and life away. Or turn it away. I'll party. I'm partying. Which that would be my hell. I, w- I would be pulling whatever hair I had, you know, virtual or not. You know, and I know Rags would be right there with us. So at least we're share, sharing the same hell, Rags. I'm gonna drag <laughs> Rags around with me. I know that's. Do what you know I... what? Do you know what it is? Mine and Rags' hell is going to be the same. We're going to be sitting at a Spice Girl concert. With <laughs> <laughs> some dancing maniacs. Why would there be Spice Girls? Girls? That's what I was saying. My <laughs> Spice Girls. <laughs> <laughs> well, if that's the case, then at least let's have sporty Spice or Baby Spice. Yeah. I don't even like the Spice Girls. No, neither do I. But neither do we, and that's why it would be hell to work, because you... And well, now you're just ruining our hell? Yeah, exactly. And if that's a case, then that's why two becomes one. <laughs> this is the thing, though, Rags. This is the thing. We are going to be singing, jamming it as well, because we do have some catchy tunes, and we're going to be singing, and we're going to be sitting there thinking, why the f- singing to this shite, you know? And if we're going to be in pure misery, pure misery, Rags. Well, that's fine because aren't you in pure misery when he's around us too anyways? Exactly. Why not Rags? Well, it's not just that. I'm really painting the picture for a hell. You know, I'm going to have to drink alcohol that's had hair in it. And Rags is going to have to drink... Why hair? Drink water. Well, Rags will know this story to that one. Which one? Why I would have to drink hairy drink. (laughs) Just kind of want to share. Yep. So, right, there's a band that we went to see. For those out there, the band was called Papa Roach. We went to that gig, and there was a mosh pit about to form up, and some guy was headbanging away, and he had really long hair, (laughs) and he was headbanging away, and he stepped back, and his hair flipped into my pint. Before I had a chance to react, Colin took the pint off his and drank it. Ugh. Oh, no. You could have had nips or anything. Lovely. As so. soon as everybody shifted out on the floor at the same time, though, right, there's Colin stood in the middle of the floor. So I grabbed a hold of him, pulled him back in over. He did just turn and says, you should have just left us. Yeah, but I didn't yeah. want to pick up a cripple off the floor. <laughs> but it was all part of the gig. 
was all fun. It was. We enjoyed ourselves. We had a good night, apart from the greasy hair drink. Mm. And um, I definitely will say that was demonic presence causing that situation. <laughs> no. We weren't there, so it wasn't. <laughs> you don't have to be there, my dear. You we didn't start it, so. Wasn't us. So, we've talked about a bit of demonology. I mean, believe it or not, I've mean, I, I done a lot of research. Um, I didn't do any. I didn't. And the thing was, there was hardly anything to find. I think Google's just banned the word demon. I just did um, my own experience, really, and that's all I had. That's why I've been so quiet, because I just didn't know what else to say. <laughs> Don't worry. We've had plenty of experiences. Well, one, I suppose. But, you know, so we've talked about Satanism, witchcraft, paganism. Uh, we've also talked about Ouija boards and demons and devils and what the hell's going to be like, and we never really talked about what heaven's going to be like. But I think we've all agreed that heaven's just a... Uh, Thing that we're not going to nah. be experiencing ourselves. Nah. So, maybe, maybe we could do another episode because it seems like we do a paranormal episode every season. Yeah, maybe so we'll maybe... be able to visit heaven one day. You know, like in a day release thing from hell. <laughs> yeah, maybe. You know, if you've been good in hell, I was just about to say we could do a torture. We could do a topic where we actually talk about the differences between heaven and the hell, whether we want to go to heaven and hell or not, or and see what the viewers think themselves. Season four. Season four. Season four. <laughs> yeah. Talk about heaven and hell. Season four. <laughs> well, yeah, now we're well, me and Matt one again. I, actually, by, by four, then, and by yes. then, we might be a little bit wiser. Well, you may, but I'm not. Because I'm not. Because tonight is the night when two becomes one. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh my god. Next, wow. please. I'm sorry. It, I'm just throwing everybody's help. Really I've got, I've got, I've literally got the lyrics up in front of us. Oh, oh that's oh, bad. God. That's bad. You're preparing for your hell, aren't you, Rax? I don't oh, want to. I'm right. well planning for my hell. If he's going to hell, Matt, we're going somewhere else. Yeah, we're still on earth. Yeah. You see, you see, guys. Believe it or not, the, the reason he's learning the lyrics of this song because he knows it would be pure torture if I had to listen to the Spice Girls sing as well as hit, sing, listen to him sing alongside. So. That would be oh, my pure I'm going to be learning. I'm going to be learning. learning them. I'm going to be learning it and screeching it in your ear. You do anyway. I'll, I'll become your personal banshee. Oh Isn't that God. just you on a day to day basis, or? And the thing is, you'll be dead, so you can't actually like. Yeah, we go again. Picking on the raggy. Kind of get away from it. Kind of get away from it. Your but thoughts. guys, we'll, we'll have Renova. Wait a bit. Well, not Sorry. quite a bit, but a little bit. Yeah, right. Thanks to Rags and his stories. But don't blame me for my long ass stories. It was your explanations this time round. Three hours it was later. Actually. It was. You was did more research than us. I think well, he's the only I'm one so that's done research. To, I'm, I'm so sorry I had to subject the audience to my voice for such a long time. And all I can say is when you come back for the next episode, I'm sure you will hear plenty. I think what we should do is we should get a we should get a like a star rating system, you know, like on the website and put like uh, like who liked who on what episode. So like the most of the stars at the end of the season will be the winner. Well, well I'm you can go on a website if I get it up. 4jshow.com. Well, you can go to 4jshow.com or you can go to 4jshow's pod chaser site where you can actually star rate with comment on directly on that that site. Um, but you will find everything you need on the 4jshow.com website. Yes. You'll find all episodes. Yeah. You can send more messages. You can send more recordings and have them played in the, the podcast if you wish. Please yeah. don't. We're not a problem. We don't <laughs> mind. We're, okay. no, um, we're no problem. We're the angels, and, and me and Matt. He has the thing. Even yeah. if it was Hell's to Angel. call one of us, we'd still play it. Yeah. While the yeah. others laughed. That's really bother me. Nah. So... Please come along and, and share your stories, share your experiences, and, and again, just let one know if you hate we all over. We don't mind. We'll listen to anyone. We know everyone loves me, so it's all good. I'm, I'm happy with that. I would love it if someone says they hate them. Say, um, uh, and I'll just have to fuck themselves. I'll so. tell you what, the first person that types in and says, I hate Mac, gets a 4J show cup. <laughs> and I'm going to smash over your fucking heads. <laughs> You'll definitely go to hell. <laughs> oh yes, definitely. Just, just, just for the record, can we actually send messages on that uh, on the website ourselves as well? Yeah. Mm. 
I'm sure right, you can. I'm sending a message just to get a cup smashed across my head. <laughs> <laughs> Diary, oh, Matt, I'll do it for you with great pleasure. Right, dudes, we're actually about an hour and yeah, six into this we're getting, now. <laughs> we're getting a little further. Guys, what we're going to do for season five is we're going to try and open a Patreon where you'll hear conversations like this quite regularly. Uh, it would be a case of just subscribing and paying a monthly subscription for it. Um, but we'll talk about that further in season four, season five. So I want to say now, thanks for joining us. Stay safe and we'll see you here at the 4J show next time. Bye. 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 Rolling out. Bye.